for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Raisha from Grey Hunter. How's it going today, Raisha? Hi. <laughs> going well. Good, good, good. You're out in New York. How are things in New York? I've never been, so it's always a... Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Um... So far, it's, I mean, it's been kind of crazy with, you know, with the weather, the heat wave and, you know, and the, the rainstorms and stuff. But, you know, other than that, like, it's always, it's crazy here, but like normal. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure the last year and a half have been completely different than years prior with everything kind of going on and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Um, But it it, um, changed a lot of things for the better, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Um, because before, you know, before 2020, we were kind of focusing on live shows, um, and not really pushing our online presence so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, during quarantine, obviously everyone was forced to stay inside. So I had no choice, but to (laughs) be online more and it led to like more recordings and, and stuff like that. So it worked out weirdly enough for the better. Yeah. I mean, it, it's gonna, like, I a hundred percent agree that everybody was kind of forced to focus online and it to some degree, I think it kind of made musicians focus on the music because if it's not good, people aren't going to pay attention. And (laughs) you you have like this window of, okay, you know, people are looking for things to do. You have an opportunity to grab their attention. And if your music's not grabbing their attention, then it's probably you, not them. So, yeah, exactly. There's a certain, there's, um, there's a much higher level of charisma that you need to show in recordings. Cause when you're live, everyone's like caught up in the moment. You could mess up as much as you want. You know, everyone's going to forget anyway, (laughs) you know, um, you know, but yeah, like you're saying with recordings, like you have to really pay attention to it and, you know, listeners can have the opportunity to like play it over and over and stuff like that. Yeah. And the difference between being online and being in person, if you're there in person, there's a, depending on the type of person you are, it's like, oh, I don't want to just get up and walk out. Whereas when you're online watching like a live stream or whatever, it's like, it's easy to just click off. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. so uh, that's, that's an interesting conversation. I don't think I've had very much of that conversation on the podcast. So um <laughs> But before we kind of jump into everything you got going on, the new single and the the live acoustic single that you released recently as well, um, what's kind of your background? What got you started in music? Um, well, I'm Filipino, and um, Filipino is like music's a huge part of the culture. So, you know, um, karaoke machines were like in every family household. And so I kind of grew up singing and my parent, my family plays instruments. And um, so it was kind of inevitable (laughs) for me. Yeah. And honestly, I was singing and I was like singing and writing music just as a hobby. Um, And then sometime in like late high school, like early college, I was like, oh, wait, I can 
maybe like, I, I think I could do something with this. Um, and that's when I really, that's when I really started to pursue it, especially in college. Yeah. Gotcha. Who is, uh, who are some of your influences early on musically? Uh, musically, I think um, I listened to Evanescence a lot as a kid. Um, she and um, Amy Lee inspired me, like not just to write music, but to learn how to play and sing, uh, play the piano and sing at the same time. Um, yeah, it was really a lot. I, it was a lot of Evanescence. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, it, they came out in what the early two thousands, I think, maybe no. late nineties. I don't quite remember when I when I heard the first Evanescence song. I don't remember if I was in grade school or in high school. You know, it's. But, I was in middle school, so it had to be like 2005 or six. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, definitely well, early. If it was 2005, six, I was well on my way out of high school. So, but uh, I was thinking more like 2002, <laughs> 2003 in that ballpark. But you know, um, so as far as like your family, does anybody else in your family play music? Outside of the karaoke machine? Uh, you're muted or something. There you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry, the question was the question. Oh, you're good. Um, so is anybody in your uh, family play music or outside of like the karaoke? Oh yeah, um, my mother plays uh, guitar and piano. Uh, my late grandmother played the harp. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, I think all the women on my mom's side are singers. Mm -hmm. um, both my brothers and I, we play. You know, we play piano. I play. We also play a couple of in instruments. My yeah, my brother and I play. Um, we played jazz trumpet growing up. Nice. Yeah. Was that the uh, first instrument you were introduced to, or was it the piano? The piano. Yeah. And what's kind of your introduction into the various instruments? Obviously, you got your start on piano, and then you picked up jazz trumpet. Where did you kind of migrate to from there? Yeah, um, my older brother, you know, he he played jazz trumpet, and it just, he was so good. It sounded so cool. So mm -hmm. when it was my turn um, to pick an instrument in, like, middle school, I, I chose the trumpet, um, and I played that through through college. Nice. And uh, what are you what are you primarily focusing on now, instrumentation or is it just singing? Um, yeah, mainly singing. I use the piano to write our songs, so I'm playing that all the time. Um, yeah, and then the ukulele because it's small and quiet. Yeah, <laughs> and it's easy. <laughs> to, yeah, easy to kind of carry around nonchalantly. Like, oh yeah, that's why I learned it because the guitar was way too big. I try. I tried every size. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the uh, creative process and that side of things since you kind of brought it up. What is kind of your writing process? Um, I, I always start with the lyrics. Okay. Um, and that's why, I mean, our genre, Greyhunter's genre is rock, but each one has a slightly different sound because of the lyrics, mm -hmm. um, whether it's the, the topic um, or whether it's just the way that the lyrics are written, like the flow of the words, it dictates, um, it dictates the, uh, the sound of everything. So I always start with that. 
Gotcha. And then uh, are you also heavily involved in the instrumentation aspect or do you kind of rely on the other members of the band? Um, I write the chords, like I write the general arrangements and I might have like one or two riffs or guitar, um, like guitar riffs or drum fills that I want. But for the most part, I just give the chord charts to the guys and I just say, do it for it. Yeah, I tell them like from the beginning when we first started, I said, you know, let's just play it through. If I point at you, keep doing that. <laughs> and that's kind of how we that's how we practice. Nice. Right, so the uh, band that we're referring to is Grey Hunter. And you said you're a rock band. But what kind of got, got me chuckling a little bit is on your Spotify. It says some sort of rock band. And yeah. <laughs> so that, that just had me chuckling. It's like, OK, yeah. I, yeah like right we're not completely we're not wrong we are rock i just i don't know everybody keeps asking what kind and i hate that question because i don't know (laughs) there's so many will be like and that's very fair because it's like there's such a fine line between all the different subgenres. and now like you're not saying you're a heavy metal band because that's obviously way different than rock yeah like once you start bending in like blues elements or jazz elements, you know, then your rock genre changes. And it's just like, I don't even know, like we're rock. That's what we play, you know? So I get it. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But when, when I saw that yeah. on your profile, it kind of reminded me I had a band on a, a week or so ago and they referred to themselves as a slightly below average punk band. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, all right, you guys are hilarious. I love this so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, well, that's good. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, we're just completely changing all the genres of music. We're just going out there, thinking outside the box. So, uh, for the band uh, Grey Hunter, what's kind of the story behind the band? How long have y'all been playing together? You know, all that fun stuff. Um, we officially got together in May of 2018. Um, and, um, yeah, I knew the drummer since elementary school and the bassist and I, my bassist and I went to college together. We were both music majors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two guitarists, uh, we found on Craigslist and they were actually the first two that we auditioned. Oh, wow. And I just knew right off the bat that they were the ones like didn't even, didn't even try to audition anybody else. Um, and we've been really solid. We've been really solid. We've celebrated holidays together. <laughs> um, I sang at one of my guitarist weddings. Like we, nice. yeah, um, we're very, we got tight knit really quickly. Nice. Um, and so there hasn't been much of a lineup change at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, technically I did start Grey Hunter in December 2017. Okay. Yeah, and I played with like some friends, and then I could just tell by the way that they played. I was like, "This is this isn't gonna work out." Yeah. Um, you know, like our first single that was the audition piece I used because technically it's the most um, complicated. Yeah. So I was like, if you know, if the band can't play this, then they're not gonna be able to play anything else. They're right. And yeah. so that original lineup, the first lineup, they couldn't play that, so we had to omit it. Yeah, and I was like, "No, we're not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna work out." So, oh, as you were putting together Grey Hunter, what was the original idea? Did you always want to be a rock band or what was kind of the original idea behind it? 
Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely wanted to, um, I wanted it to be a rock band. I wanted it to have a very heavy sound um, because I, I grew up mostly singing pop, jazz, R&B, mm-hmm. and I wanted to show, I mean, I also, I love listening to rock music, so I wanted to see if I could branch out into that genre as well. Um, and um, yeah, so when I, when I was looking for instrumentalists, I was really making sure they had, you know, at least some experience playing, playing rock music. Gotcha, gotcha. And what, when you were kind of transitioning from the more pop and R&B style over to rock, what do you think the hardest part for you was in that kind of transfer over or transition? Um, I think, I think being loud, <laughs> being loud because, you know, pop R&B, like it's, it's very smooth and, you know, usually quiet, not a lot of belting. And I grew up, you know, I grew up a very quiet child. Anybody who has met me in my adult life will never believe me. <laughs> um, but I always grew up very quiet. And so trying to transition into rock was really actually scary um, because you have to really like, uh, make your presence known. And I was mm-hmm. more of like the, you know, like the, I could barely order food at McDonald's, you know, yeah. by myself kind of person, you know? <laughs> the fact that you said that as a kid, you were kind of quiet and more reserved it was very shocking. Cause like, I don't know you more than the last 15 minutes since we've been on this podcast. And it just seems like you have a very loud personality. <laughs> it's very, yes. Loud is putting it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> putting it mildly. I love it. That works. Uh, so, so um, you, you kind of transitioned into rock music. Who are you uh, listening to now outside of, is Evanescence even still a thing? Or? I think you were trying to make a comeback. Maybe then... something like that. Who, who are you kind of listening to now for influences, modern times? <laughs> um, that's a hysterical question. Um <laughs> I, oh man, I've been listening to, oh my God, this is mortifying. I've been listening to um, K-pop. Okay. Um, I actually don't listen to as much rock music anymore. I'm, I think I kind of find it distracting because I'm so focused on how it's written. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to listen to music where I really admire like the production side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been listening to K-pop. Nice. Yeah. I, I get down with some baby metal. That's about it. Oh, nice. That's about it. That, that's where the line gets drawn. Yeah. I saw I saw one of their videos. It made no sense, but it made all the sense in the world at the same time. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. And it was not confused. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah. That's my favorite feeling. And it, just like the fact that it was like, what is it, like three or four lit at the time when I first saw their video, they were like little and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. wait what what's going on here and i was just blown away by the entire <laughs> production so yeah um but you've had a busy i'm gonna put busy in a uh open phrasing uh 2021 given that there's not been that many shows, you know, you're kind of doing what you can, but you've released some new music, which is awesome. It's amazing to see. Um, Thank you. You released a new single called Waves, which is one of two that you've released this year. What's kind of the uh, story behind Waves? Um, so 
uh, my lead guitarist, uh, David, he actually, this is, yeah, this is our first full um, band collaboration in terms of writing and arranging. Because mm-hmm. um, usually it's me. I'm very bossy. <laughs> and, uh, but David came in uh, with this really pretty song. Um, and my one of my biggest challenges is writing a love song. So when he brought it in, it, it was a love song. It was very sweet and tender. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so hard for me <laughs> to do. I was like, let's do it. Um, but we changed up the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it came with it came with a melody and lyrics. Yeah. But David said that you know he was like, I'm not attached to it. I want this song to be ours. Yeah. Um, you know, so he wrote yeah he wrote this he wrote the bones the skeleton and the other guys drums bass and rhythm like they they all knew the kind of sound I want in general. Mm-hmm. So it really really helped make that like you know make it heavier but still romantic, which I I hope yeah. you can sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so for waves obviously during the pandemic it's kind of hard to decide when to release music how much did everything kind of affect the release strategy for waves or uh did you release it kind of when you wanted to originally um i wanted to originally release it um in january so we were just a month and a half later than i wanted because i wanted to kind of start off the year yeah. Uh, with with that song. Yeah. Uh, with that release. Um, but you know, my my band convinced me to slow down. <laughs> they were like, Rachel, like let's make it perfect. You know, our producer is giving us as many mixes as we want. You know, mm-hmm. to make it, you know, to make it the way that we want it to be. And I'm glad I listened to them. I'm very very glad. Yeah. Well, uh, what did? Why do you think it was? Uh good that you waited the you said month and a half did you go back in and remix it re-record or how did this song kind of change in that month and a half um yeah we added some layers okay um in terms of like vocals mm-hmm. um the mixing the mixing is the hardest part like um, getting all the levels right um because you know i want the music to be featured but like i forget that i'm the singer and so my voice is supposed to be featured um you know that's what happened with our first ep was i was like my voice is too loud and my producer was like rachel you're supposed to be (laughs) you're supposed to be heard um so yeah the hardest part was kind of making sure everybody was was heard like equally without like overpowering each other yeah the only time you bury somebody's vocals is when they can't sing i know you bury that's when you bury the vocals if you can sing no you don't bury the vocals yeah i think my level of confidence back then was is very clear (laughs) gotcha and then for uh so for uh waves is it are you working towards an album with it or you kind of staying in the singles realm with everything going on what's kind of the plan moving forward uh yeah waves is definitely a single it's on its own um because i'm actually uh, I'm in the process of finishing up writing the our second EP that we plan to release. That's okay. going to be a while, um, oh. but it's a concept. It's a concept EP, so I don't want to like yeah, mix yeah. anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Completely. Under- concept EPs are always fun though, because you can just have a little bit more fun and get a little bit more daring. But then again, if you're going to put the time and money into it, and it just doesn't end up working or doing what you think it's going to do, it's just like, especially on the independent level, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 
So how did it feel to release Waves after, what was it, almost two years since you had released anything prior? God, yes. Um, yeah. I, it's so hard to describe. I definitely, I definitely teared up a little once we got the master track and uploaded it ready for distribution. Yeah. I definitely, I teared up. And it's amazing because... Um, another way that we made it through through quarantine like the past year and a half is because our friends and fans and followers were still with us even during quarantine you know like yeah. they reached out to us um excited about like our music when we started talking about it mm -hmm. um so the reception of it was just it was overwhelming in in the best way yeah absolutely um and how did how did every obviously with the pandemic we talked about this earlier on about uh with the pandemic you're forced to kind of more focus on your online presence how did the promotional aspect of waves kind of change compared to like maybe comeback kid which was your first ep um yeah once i started focusing on our online presence mm. um we started getting a lot of like messages and emails you know, um, we're working with a management company right now. They found us on Instagram, actually. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know it was it was great because <laughs> um, I'm really bad at social media. Um, like all of my social media accounts, I didn't make them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, they like this management company we work with found us on Instagram and like all it's it's a lot of work and it's really tedious to be on my phone and the computer all the time. But with all this traction that Waves has gotten us, it was totally worth it. It was totally. Mm -hmm. Have you? Uh, are you? Have you guys given any thought about doing like a visual component for Waves, like a music video or anything? We have talked about doing a music video. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the other part where we're a little bit. I don't want to say behind, but you know, it's something we've been wanting to do yeah. for some time. You know, we need like updated. You know, we need updated photos. Yeah. My hair was not red, <laughs> um, and you know, like, and especially with with quarantine, like it was easier to record music because we didn't all have to be in the same room. Yeah. But with a music video, you know, you kind of have to. Yeah. So, actually, yeah. that's not true. There's a band that I interviewed about six months ago in Chicago, they all set up their own green screens and shot music videos during like the heat of the pandemic and just kind of melded themselves together. It looks really <laughs> weird, but they like for what they were trying to do, it looks amazing. So actually that does remind me there's um, this other band we're really good friends with. Um, they're called war park. They released a music video during quarantine and it was like all animated. Yeah. Um, and actually, you just reminded me, I can't believe I forgot this, but, <laughs> but um, you know, the guys and I, we did release a couple of quarantine videos. Yeah, um, the, uh, the, the birthday video. Yeah, the, the anniversary one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we call it, because I, I was like, is it our anniversary? Is it our birthday? So yeah. we just call it both. No. Uh, yeah, we released a couple of those during quarantine. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about those. Nice. I saw those, and those are, videos are always really cool. I've been, I'm not a musician, so it's like, I obviously can't start one of those videos, but I've been trying to be like, hey, who wants to, like, record a, riff, a guitar riff to this song and then we'll just start putting those together but you know it's so hard because i was you know just seeing those videos and how people do them it's really cool yeah i know i 
I had nothing to do with that part. It was my bassist. He's like my, he's my video guy. <laughs> That's yeah, he, he did a great job. That works. And then of course you um, released a, uh, a live acoustic version of a uh, stranger, right? Yeah. Stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, which was off of your original EP. Why did you kind of decide to release that as a live acoustic? Um, so stranger is, it's a really important song to me. Um, and the band, because that's, that was our first single. That was the song, like I said, um, that was the song actually that, um, you know, the whole band had to audition to like audition with, if they couldn't play that, then they couldn't play anything else. So with that, and, um, you know, I, a lot of my, our, our listeners really fell in love with that song. So it was a really big part. It, it was a really big part of our start as a band, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was kind of, I was really like emotional about how well we were still being supported during, you know, during the pandemic and stuff. So I wanted to bring that song back um, as sort of like a thank you, you know, sort of like a little thank you uh, to everyone. And did you, you recorded that yourself? Or did you go to like a studio during yeah, um, so tight lockdown times? Yeah, we uh, we recorded at Engine Room Audio. It's okay. on Wall Street. Yeah, in Manhattan. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, my producer, our sound engineer and producer, uh, G. Paul, um, helped me out with that. Gotcha, gotcha. And of course, you released it. You released a video with that one, correct? Yeah, the yeah. video. Um, how's the uh, reception? been of like the more stripped down stuff is that something you kind of see yourself doing more of or do you think this was just like a one-off because a quarantine type thing um i wouldn't be opposed to doing something like this again in the future actually that is another song i'm working on for our second dp um it's actually it's i'm intending it for just me me on the piano mm-hmm. um, because it's one of our quieter you know our quieter songs um, but the band, my bandmates don't really like playing like acoustic stuff, which is why I'm doing it by myself. You know, they're like, no, we're loud. We're energetic. You know, like yeah. we don't want to do, <laughs> we did like one acoustic show and you know, the guys were like, nah, that was cool. But nah. <laughs> uh, being a band in New York, do you, what is the, obviously New York has a lot of traffic. Like that's always the thing that I hear and traveling, unless you know where you're going or what you're doing, (laughs) traveling around the city is a little bit complicated. How is it being a full band and trying to tour or do shows around the city? Um, it's a good question. Um, the music scene is, is really good here. Um, you know, like, because there are so many bands where, you know, constantly like networking and meeting new people. And, you know, one of, one of the bands will approach us and be like, Hey, do you want to join us on a bill? And, you know, um, and then all the venues start to recognize you because you're playing around more. Um, yeah. I mean, people, I, I can imagine people assume that with all of the, all of the traffic, you know, yeah. it would be hard, like it'd be easy to get lost in New York city, but you know, it's, Every, like a lot of people here love going to see live shows. So it's, it's pretty easy to, to get out there. In my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, it, it hasn't been that hard, but you know, I, I grew up here. So I'm kind of, I'm used to, I'm used to that. Yeah. You know? you're, you're used to the whole thing and just kind of getting around. Is it our, our my buddy, he's uh my sound engineer. He's from Boston, the Boston area. And he went and did shows in New York all the time. Uh, 
is it kind of set up to where you guys like each venue will have like its own support gear so you don't have to keep lugging amps up around and drums and all that stuff or is that mostly you guys have to it depends on the venue (laughs) um yeah for the most part we haven't had that much of an issue with equipment yeah um, because you know the venues will let you know ahead of time like what they have yeah uh, i think we've only had to lug you know like um i think it was the base wasn't the amp it was the cab and uh or the head i don't know i don't know that's yeah. why i'm this <laughs> and i think we had to bring in a couple of amps um but that's usually the worst it is and my drummer has like a crazy setup it looks like a roller coaster from space like it's he has like this whole crazy setup so yeah. he's using his stuff <laughs> anyway yeah Gotcha. Gotcha. Cause that's always the interesting thing. Cause you know, like obviously tr- parkings at a minimum in New York, or at least that's the stigma that goes there. So, you know, public transit's always seems to be a good way to go and oh, yeah. I didn't know what it was like bringing gear on and in the train and all that stuff. So. Oh yeah. Oh no. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Cause if, could you imagine having to lug an entire drum kit or, you know, yeah. Especially from an out, I'm asking you. Could you imagine when you probably done it? But uh, you know, yeah. from an outside outsider's perspective, trying to get from one borough to the other, it, yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> um. So, what's kind of the plan moving forward for Gray Hunter? Obviously, you said you're working on a uh, concept EP. Uh, are you looking at getting more live shows, or what? What's kind of the vibe right now with everything going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, with the second DP, I'm, I'm taking my time on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like you were saying before concept DPs are, they're super fun, but they're, they're, they're tricky. <laughs> um, and so we're going to try to get back into doing live shows. Um, we have a show actually this Friday. Okay. Um, and it's our way of like sort of dipping our toe back into the New York city, like live gig scene. Cause you know, with all the laws constantly changing, like we don't know how many people are going to show up. Uh, we used to play like at least once a month. And so, you know, we have to see if it's going to be the same, like, you know, if, if we'll bring in enough people to be able to do the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's very complicated. So we're going to try and focus on seeing how that goes, like how the live scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. And you actually just answered my next question, which was how often you guys normally play, which is, you said once a month or so um is is that kind of how you see things going forward is just being more of a recording band and doing the occasional live show or do you see yourself eventually wanting to play four five six times a week oh yeah the goal is to excuse me one second yeah you're good (laughs) i'm holding (laughs) um yeah the goal is to play as much as we can um but you know, we're still a local band. Uh, so it's hard to like, you know, bring in a lot of people if we, if we tried to do it more than like even twice a month, Mm -hmm. um, the management company that we signed up with though, is, um, they also help with like booking and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and I told them to hold off. I want to see the scene first, maybe start off with once a month. And then like, if, if we're received well, like, you know, during these kinds of times, then I will definitely, we're going to add more shows for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, cause that's always the thing is you can always add more shows. You, once you start adding them, you can't really take them away without tarnishing your reputation. And yeah. 
luckily, I think New York City's big enough that you could play multiple times a week and not really run your crowd dry because I don't think the average fan is going to travel from one borough to the other to see a band play, right? Or is it yeah. is it common for people to kind of go across this uh, city to see somebody play? Yeah, funny enough, um, we normally play in Manhattan. Okay. Um, and funnily enough, people would rather come to our shows if we play in Manhattan. Okay. As opposed to like Brooklyn or Queens. Yeah. It's it's weird, but <laughs> but there's definitely a prefer- preference for Manhattan shows from our from our listeners. Gotcha. So you you do play outside of Manhattan. You'll go to Queens or wherever, and yeah, we played Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so long. Yeah, definitely Brooklyn. Um, yeah, Queens is like a very interesting place to travel through in terms of public transportation. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a little complicated. So people and like with Manhattan, that's just where all the trains go. Mm-hmm. So you know that's so, it's easy. Yeah. Well, Manhattan se- seems like kind of the place that all the tourists go. So. Like, I just, that just seems like the tour, like if you're going to New York and they say, oh, I'm in New York, they're probably in Manhattan. It's at yeah. least that's what it seems like. So, yeah, that's where everything is. Yeah. Um, so I like light or once you start uh, getting back out playing shows, do you see yourself traveling outside of New York? Where are some places that you'd like to play? You know? Oh, um, yeah. Um, definitely want to try California. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, yeah, I, I mean, the first few cities, at least in the U S that come to mind are like LA, Seattle, Austin, um, you know, those big, like, yeah. uh, musical, um, musical, like centered yeah. kind of places. Um, but I mean, my band and I, I, it's like, we're joking, but not joking, but we would love to like play in Europe or something. Sure. Um, because when I look at our numbers, we have like our top listeners are from Europe. Yeah. So I think it'd be really cool to see what the scene is like there. Yeah. That was the one thing that I noticed. Cause like on your uh, Spotify page, like when you go a little bit deeper into your profile, it'll give you like the top five yeah. locations that your listeners are coming from. And I saw that and it was just like, Oh, none of almost none of that is in I know. the U S that's interesting. I know it really makes me wonder what the music uh, scene like is there. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be fair though, Paris or France in general, because on the pot, there was a good six month stretch where 98% of our listeners for the podcast were coming from France. Like for whatever reason, we just had a big growth spurt in France and I'm just sitting here (laughs) looking at the analytics and I'm like, wait, who did we interview in France? (laughs) <laughs> that got us that kind of viewership. And there was only one musician from France that we had interviewed and nothing against her, but she didn't have like the biggest following in the world. But I, you know, you have to attribute it to her because it's like, who else would it be? <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. So, so funny. <laughs> that's really cool though. That you guys got a huge following outside the U S and the fact that it, you're joking, but not joking seems to be like that common thread a lot uh, from a lot of bands they they're joking until a serious offer comes along and it's like wait we were just joking yeah. we, have to, we have to like really entertain this now so I know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. Um, so I don't want to keep you uh, too much longer, but uh, outside of music, what are some of your hobbies? What do you kind of do to escape when you need to escape? You know, stuff of that nature. Um, well, for me personally, I mean, the other guys, I mean, yeah, we all keep, we all keep super busy. Um, for me, me personally, I, um, I paint and like draw and stuff. Like if you look at our, the cover art, mm. I designed all of those. Nice. Um, you can tell it looks very homemade. <laughs> it is extremely homemade. Um, yeah, I just basically like, I, I exercise and paint. Um, other than that, like really this band is kind of my life. Um, and the other guys, you know, they, they live with their families and, you know, so they get to do fun stuff and like hang out with people. And I, I live alone. <laughs> so I just like talk to my pets all day. Yeah. <laughs> their, their lives are more exciting than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that's the unfortunate part about living by yourself, especially right now. Like I go through the same thing. Like I'll be sitting over in the corner, just like, I wish somebody would call me right now. That'd be pretty lit. And, or like, I'd be watching TV and it's like, I miss having a dog. Cause at least the dog will recognize my existence. And it, I, know. <laughs> and I know I'm feeling so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like the only thing that keeps me from going like complete stir crazy is the fact that I work from home. And so like every day at 10, two and three, I have zoom meetings. Oh, wow. So it's oh, just like to look yeah. forward to. It's like human interaction. Thank you. Even though I sit there silently for a half hour because they're not talking to me, but it's just like, Oh, you at least know I'm here. I appreciate that. So. Oh my God. Sorry. My bandmates are actually messaging me right now. And they're making fun of me. <laughs> uh, I love it. I was That's... lying about saying my life wasn't exciting. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they, you know, it is, I'll have to go through the uh, comment section. Cause I kind of closed out the video. My video started lagging really bad. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, dang it. It's going to be one of those nights where I can't have two things running at the same time. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Uh, but no, that's really cool. And, uh, you said you're originally from born, raised New York, mm -hmm. born and raised in Queens. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, just never wanted to leave or never had to leave or um i mean one would need enough money to get out of here right. um, although new york is i mean if you can make it any oh my god i was about to say the cheesiest thing <laughs> if you can make it here you can make it anywhere yeah okay i'm glad you said it because if i said it i would have thrown up on my computer so, so i'm really glad i'm really glad you said it um, I want to travel more. It's just the band kind of keeps me here for the time being. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to travel. Like I said, I'd love to tour with the guys. Um, and I could see myself maybe living in a new place for a little bit, but I will always come back here. Yeah. It's just so different. Yeah. See that that's where it's a little bit different. Once I got to that point, out of, I was lived, grew up in the South suburbs of Chicago. It's a steel town. So there's really not much going on there. And it was like, as soon as I can get out of here, I'm gone. And uh, let's see, I left in 2009 and I haven't been back since other than the occasional holiday. So, oh my God. Yeah. I'm never going back. Everybody's <laughs> like, Oh, you need to move back. And I was like, no, I don't. You just told me that you wanted to kill yourself. I'm not moving back. Like, and that's a 
common story that everybody's like so depressed there. It's like, no. Yeah. It, it like everybody, a lot of my, because they just, their family's been there for decades and it's just like, you know, like they're, they're not going to move. And it's just like, I'm, yeah. I'm gone. Sorry. See yeah. You. I'm really lucky. I'm really lucky that I, I love living here. Because uh, whenever I travel, I remember I went to Boston um, and I had a, like some people there were like, oh, if you're going to Boston, you should go to downtown Boston. It's just like New York. And I yeah. went and everything was closed at 1 a.m. And I was so angry. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. There's no place that's like this. Oh, I know. It, like you go to any other town and like I lived in Roswell, New Mexico for four years. And oh, on a wow. Sunday night. You'd imagine everything would at least be open till 11 p.m. At least. Everything is closed by 8. And so I'm sitting there. I'm looking for a place to eat. And I'm like, well, good places are closed. What do I do? No. And then it's like if you can get into McDonald's because the line's wrapped around the block because everybody's trying to get food at eight 30 or you can go to like Wendy's or whatever, but it's like all the good places are closed at eight o'clock on a Sunday night. It's just like, and it's even like that on Saturday, it's like closed at 10. So I would cry so much. I would cry. Even like if, yeah, even if I go out, somewhere and like maybe like a bar or something yeah. and like last call is uh you know one and i'm like why that's so early <laughs> <You know? laughs> like that was the thing when i was living in south chicago we'd go out and last call was at 3 30 and then i go to college and then they start making last call at one and i'm like we just got here like the party's just going like what are we doing exactly <laughs> and it's just yeah so now the pace of pace of life is completely different in big cities than it is anywhere else. I can at least attest to that. So, yeah. um, but so things are going good with gray Hunter. You're working on the concept album for the EP. You think next year, or is it just kind of like whenever, where are you kind of at in the process of working on the album? Um, so there's supposed to be four songs total. Mm -hmm. I've got three down. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, like the, uh, we've already been playing um, two songs from that EP. Mm -hmm. um, the third one is just me on the piano, like I said. So mm -hmm. that one, I don't need to teach the guys. Yeah. Um, and then, but the fourth one, I'm really struggling to write. It's like, it's a tough one. So yeah. I, and I've been trying to work on this EP since before 2020. Yes. Yeah. Really, it's it's kicking my butt. <laughs> why do you feel like you're trying to force this fourth song, or why do you think you're struggling with the fourth song? Um, oof, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... No, that's a no, no, that's um, I'm I'm trying to figure out it. Um, it's more of like the it's the subject matter. Okay, that's gotcha. the hardest part. Yeah, because when I when I write music. Um, I kind of compare it to the way that method actors prepare for their characters and roles. Mm -hmm. They get fully immersed and it's like really hard for them to differentiate between the character and reality at some point. Mm -hmm. So when I write my music, I 
kind of get into that, <clears throat> excuse me, that same headspace. Yeah. And so because this concept is so particular, um, you know, like it's, it's very difficult to pull myself out of the headspace, like more so than yeah. like comeback kid or, you know, maybe like a not, a not concept album, you yeah. know? Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. so it's hard. No, it's, I, the only reason I ask that question is because sometimes I feel like musicians kind of hold themselves to, oh, this song's got to be exactly like this. And if it's not working, I'm going to make it work. So that's, I was kind of curious why you felt like, or why the four songs kind of holding you up or why you felt like it's holding you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm forcing it at all. Like this was a song that I planned to write for years. <laughs> it's just like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit, part of it is like, I really don't know how to get into that headspace mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, these songs, the album itself, the concept is very dark yeah. and I kind of like where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to go back into that dark space, you know? Um, yeah. And also it's just, yeah, it's, it's I don't want to force it. So I'm kind of just waiting I'm, yeah. I'm also kind of waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of waiting for a, not a dark moment, but for you to just be in the right headspace. Is that fair or? Yeah. I mean, more so like, um, maybe like a little melody in my head okay. or the right sentence. Got you know? That's usually, yeah, that's what happens when I write music. Like there's just that one word and then I can just go crazy with it. Um, gotcha. That's gotcha. what I'm yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, so if anybody wants to check out your music, the upcoming album, whenever it releases or any upcoming shows, uh, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? Um, Instagram. Um, Instagram is the best way to keep up with us. We're on Facebook and Twitter and, and stuff, but definitely Instagram. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. before I let you go, I have to ask you the most controversial question. Oh, I could possibly ask you. Okay. <laughs> Please be lying. Okay. What, actually, you being a New Yorker, you will 100% get this question. Okay. Okay. Pineapple pizza, yes or no? Oh, oh God, that's okay. <laughs> hmm. Problem is, I'm not a picky eater. If it's edible, I'll eat it. You can ask anybody. Uh huh. Is it my first choice topping? No. Okay. Will I eat it? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't quite tell if that reaction was, you thought I was going to ask a very controversial question or if, if it was <laughs> just the question itself. But, <laughs> yeah. but when I found out you were from New York, I was like, yes, this is going to be the best question I ask all night. We could sit here and have an hour and a half conversation about <laughs> <laughs> the most in-depth thing, but when I end the show with pineapple pizza, yes or no, we are going to have a conversation about it. It's going to right, be it can either end well or it can end in a huge fight. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go into the conversation of New York style or Chicago style because that's yeah. not going to end well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we want to we stay friends after. <laughs> but I will say, I do love Nathan's hot dogs. I, yeah. I want to come out to New York to go get an original like actual Nathan's hot dog. You definitely should. I'm, I'm there. I'm all about their cheese fries. Uh -huh. I'm all about cheese fries in general, but definitely Nathan's, Nathan's cheese fries is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I got one day I was flying from Orlando to Chicago and they had a Nathan's hot dog, like one of the stands or whatever in the terminal. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm starving. I haven't eaten in like 36 hours. I need food. And I went and got a hot dog and I had it. And I was like, 
this is the most amazing hot dog I've ever had in my life. What is this all about? And then, uh, yeah, so that, that was kind of my introduction into that one. Like and even the location of where Nathan's is, like Coney Island, like that's that's an interesting experience in itself. <laughs> just just getting down there. The only thing I know about Coney Island is isn't that where the movie where the Warriors were from? Like they were from Coney, or which movie? The Warriors. Did I watch that? I don't think I watched that. Okay. <laughs> Anybody that's listening in the comment section, let me know. I think I'm right. It's been about three years since I've watched that movie and I've slept a few times since then. So, <laughs> but um, once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute blast sitting here and chatting with you. And I can't wait to listen to any new music or eventually once travel restrictions aren't really an issue coming yeah. out to New York and uh, just kind of meeting everybody and seeing some live shows out in New York. My buddy, my sound engineers for the last five years been like, we got to get up the East coast. Why aren't we up the East coast? And it's like, Oh yeah, no, that'd be so great. That'd be really great. You would love it. Oh, I'm sure I would. I farthest I've been is up uh, DC. That's about as far up the East coast as I've been. You got to get here, dude. You got to get up here. My concern is if I get there, I'm not going to want to leave, which I guess shouldn't be a concern, but. You know, yeah. but. you might want to. It's a very different pace. <laughs> you might want to leave. <laughs> I mean, it's, when, when I'm this. around fast paced people, I can get fast paced. It's just like I kind of adapt to my environment. So oh, that's fair. OK, you might end up staying. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Raisha, thank you for joining us. And we will catch you guys later. Thanks.